0: Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We started this series on the Lord's Prayer with my own honest confessions when it came to my prayer life. You can check out episode six for more on that. But the important questions I was asking were questions like, God, who are you? Can I trust you? Why do I pray and how do I pray? In exploring the first two lines of the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, I've gained a truer understanding and maybe some answers to that first question, God, who are you? And even that second question, can I trust you? And honestly, the question of why I pray and how I pray, and as I'm saying this, I'm realizing that every piece of the Lord's Prayer tells us something more of who God is, why we can trust him, why we pray and how we pray. Well, that's my hope for you and for me that we would be gaining a truer and truer and truer understanding of who God is, and that this truth would be inspiring trust in God, which would spur us on to honest and brave and active conversations with God. Today, we consider Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Welcome to the Only One Thing podcast, a space to encounter God through the Bible. I'm Melanie Salty. Today, we consider two other prayers Jesus prayed to give us a bigger view of this phrase, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As I hear those words, your will be done, I can't help but hear the echo of those same words in the Garden of Gethsemane just before Jesus is taken to be crucified. This is from Matthew 26, beginning at verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. Well, we've really come to the part of the show now where something difficult is required of us. Humility and surrender. Falling on our face like we see Jesus do. Bearing our soul and choosing to trust the good father, even if his will looks different than mine. I want to lay out two questions for us to consider today. What is the will of God and am I willing to submit to it? Am I willing to say, okay, God, I have some ideas and I have some feelings. Here they are. What do you think? I'll follow your lead. I won't lie. This is a hard one for me. I would rather be the one calling the shots, taking control of the situation. And the Bible does say that God gives us the freedom to reject his will, to reject his desires. But perhaps it's at this point where we answer a little bit of the question, why do we pray? prayer helps us remember. It helps us remember who's got this in the first place. It helps us remember that there is a good holy father whose ways are higher than mine, whose will is good even if it's hard, and that I'm always invited to surrender to it. Prayer changes my posture, loosens my grip, reminds me of God's good ways. We see Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane with his face pressing into the soil, pleading with his father. And then we see humble surrender. Jesus prayed another prayer, probably just hours before his prayer in Gethsemane. Another prayer about the will of God, about the will of his father. We get to overhear this conversation Jesus has with his father, revealing so much of what God's will was and still is. When we pray, your will be done, it's important for us to wonder, God, what is your will? Sometimes, a lot of times, I get fixated on needing to know a specific detail, pleading for God to reveal his will. And sometimes he does. He cares about every hair on our heads. But sometimes we get caught up in needing to know every detail that we forget God has revealed so much of the big picture already. We have a pretty good idea of God's desires for us and for the world. As we pray your will be done, it's important to remember you can know God's will. His big picture desires for you and for the world. He's revealed it to us through Jesus and through the Bible. I'll put some extra references in today's notes if you want to dig deeper into God's will for you and for me and for the world. And so as we listen to Jesus' other prayer from just hours before Gethsemane, the prayer we find in John 17, when Jesus prays with his disciples, I invite you to consider these questions. What does this prayer of Jesus reveal of the will of God the Father? What is God inviting me to surrender to in this picture of his will? Am I willing to surrender to God's will, to his desires for me and for the world? Holy Spirit, open our eyes, open our ears, help us to see clearly, renew our minds as we listen to these words of Jesus. From John 17 in the New Living Translation. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your son so we can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life. To know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. They accepted it and know that I came from you and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you have given me because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me, so they bring me glory. Now I am departing from the world. They are staying in this world, but I am coming to you. Holy Father, you have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name, so that they will be united just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction, as the scriptures foretold. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world, so they would be filled with my joy. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I'm praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. O righteous father. The world doesn't know you, but I do, and these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. What does this passage reveal of the will of God, of God's desires? What is God inviting you to? What is he inviting you to surrender to in this picture of his will? Are you willing to surrender to God's will, to his desires? Thanks so much for joining me here today. You can find me on Instagram at melanie.e.salty or on my website at melaniesalty.com. I would love to connect with you.